You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We've got Metro Racing at Ollibian Park tonight because we've got the opening round of heats of the Jim McNeil Trotting Championship. They come through as races four and six, the first of 10 getting underway at 5.25. So we're going to dive deep into the form talk for this meeting coming through a little bit later today. So 5.25 start time for that first race. But we've got some good racing spread far and wide this weekend. The feature race over in the West tonight. I'm the Black Flash is back in action. We've got that very good race later this afternoon coming through from Auckland, Alexandra Park. It's race number seven, the Founders Cup 5.54. Akuta having his first run back as a four-year-old. His last start was a runaway Group 1 victory in the New Zealand Derby. And he's up against the dual New Zealand Cup champion. Copy that. So 5.54 Queensland time for that feature. And we've also got uh, a number of other features to look at. The Young Pacing Cup tonight. A couple of nice races south of the border tomorrow night. Menangle and Melton. So Reckliff race tomorrow night. All roads lead to the Gold Coast, the Magic Millions Complex on Sunday for the Sunshine Stars kneeling sale. Over 100 lots to go under the hammer. First lot in the ring, 11 a.m., and it's going to be a big, big day. The boys are with me now, Darren Clayton, Ryan Spice. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Ryan, and good morning, listeners. Ryan, good morning. Good morning, team. How are we? Yeah, really well. First and foremost, Darren, are you headed to the Gold Coast Sunday? I I will be down there. Um, I've been under given strict instructions. The wallet is to stay at home, so... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can <laughs> dig up a few Bicky tins out the back on my way out the door, but, yeah, I'll be down there. Uh, I thought you were going to say because of Rockhammer yesterday, that just ruled out any chance of you putting the hand up. He was a little unlucky there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't quite go his way, but, yeah, a little bit less in the in the tin this week. But, no, it should be good and really looking forward to the, uh, the auctioning of the Hayden's slot. So um, if I had a bit to spend there, I might have thrown my hand up. Okay, just on that, have you got any thoughts on that? What what sort of money do you think the the top lot will bring for that Hayden slot race? Well, it becomes a little bit tricky because you look at so barrier one is potentially a three year old filly. So, which three year old filly would be up to taking on three and and the four year olds um, come come Ju- July July fifteen the race is on. So that makes it a little bit tricky. So. Um, Probably the top Q-bred lot is Jewel Melody as a three-year-old filly, but she would need to transfer to a Queensland trainer by April 1 to fit the conditions of the race. So um, that throws it up a little bit there. So you look at that, you're then probably looking at a three-year-old Colt for Barrier 1. If you're paying somewhere around the five to $6,000 mark for Barrier 1, what does Barrier 7 go for? You know, it might be cheaper. But oh, I've got a feeling that, you know, Barrier 1, Barrier 2, Barrier 8 possibly be around about the, the $10,000 mark. And that really increases the pot for the race when it comes around because any money out of the auction goes into the $100,000 base stake of the race. So if there's, you know, 50000 raised from the 10 Barrier auctions, there's a $150,000 race come July 15. 
I'm going to put you on the spot here. You may or may not know this answer. Is there any reason why someone can't buy multiple slots? Uh, there is a rule there that it's um, one slot per registered bid, uh, per registered bidder. Okay. So I guess okay. if you, uh, I'm not sure how it would work. Possibly, um, you know, two different names, same person, but I'd, it's it's set up so that it's one slot per registered bidder. Okay. Okay. Ryan, the slot races they're they're coming up uh, everywhere now, aren't they? We've got the race over in New Zealand on the same night over in the in the West. We've got that slot race over there. Uh, the Eureka is a slot race, so this race adds to the Eureka because the winner of this race is going to be representing uh, racing Queensland in the Eureka. So they're they're popping up quickly now. The slot races in harness racing. Yeah, we were certainly as an industry um, dragging our heels a smidge, but um, yeah, we're rapidly playing catch up. Okay. Now the question that I've been waiting uh, to. Uh, ask you all week long in the blank for me here the 2023 miracle mile was the 2023 miracle mile was sensational okay okay so has he stamped himself as an absolute genuine superstar now catch away following the chariots of fire miracle mile double um i think he's an extremely talented horse i don't want to give him a superstar label that's for sure just yet okay did the miracle mile throw up more questions and answers moving forward though no i think the miracle mile answered that at the elite level uh, around the nation at the moment we have a very even bunch of horses and barriers play a vital role in deciding the outcome okay answer me this question then is the miracle mile still the pinnacle race on the harness racing calendar, just for all the talk conjecture it creates, it is still numero uno, isn't it, the Miracle Mile? Yeah, I think for um, the cutthroat nature of the qualification and then the wild card component, I think it probably generates the most media of any one single race. But as far as um, what's our pinnacle races in the sport, you know, I still hold the Inter Dominion Grand Final daily, and I think the Hunter Cup sits right up there as well. Okay, but if you're in charge for one day and you had to make a, a possible change to the Miracle Mile, is there anything you would do different than the current state of play? Um, would you go back to six? A, yeah, look, I, I think there's something in a six-horse field over a mile that's hand-selected. Um, yeah, I think there is something there that uh, we've lost in the current format. But in saying that, the, the, what we have at the moment is still um, a really good product and how horses can bounce out of uh, the Queen Elizabeth and the chariots and be ultra-competitive is, is excellent. Mm. Darren, it's, a, it's an interesting point, that one. If we go back to six, and I know turnover is king. It, it, it's so, well, it's paramount uh, w w with the, the industry going forward. But if you go back to a six-horse field like it was in the old Harold Park days, does that eliminate that whole wide barrier problem that we see now where if you draw wide in a Miracle Mile, you've got no chance? Yeah, I think it certainly does that because Menangle's such a wider track. But I guess you even go back to when it was six at Harold Park. If you drew six on that in that, uh, in that race, you were pretty much out of play. There's very few horses over the period of time won it from out there. So I think... At Menangle, it would open it right back up. I think if there was to be one change, 
I'd I'd go away from actually having qualifiers. I'd just have um, pick the race. There's plenty of races and opportunities up until that point for horses to prove themselves, and then you then have the oppo- uh, the opportunity or or the advantage of you actually plot the course that you think is best for your horse to get it there on that day. There might be some horses that aren't best suited to having to run in that heat to qualify the week before. So if they've done enough up until that point to qualify, well, then then why don't we have that rather than uh, effectively forcing their hand to get in the field? So, mm, yeah. you know, we've seen that, that that could be the case of, of why the, the four-year-olds are just doing so well out of it in that they don't have to go around the week before. That may not be the case. I don't know. But I think if we've brought it back to... Um, earn the place we know the field and, and then um you know connections have got the they can plot their course to get to the race that best suits their horse yeah yeah it's an interesting discussion as it stands the the four-year-old the chariots of fire winner you know it, it's it's the the form race when you analyze that the form for the miracle mile because what the last seven out of the chariots of fire the last seven years the the winner of the chariots is either one or run a place in the miracle mile so it is the form race to certainly gauge for the Miracle Mile. Ryan, the, the uh, markets are now up. Tab have released these earlier this week for our carnival features uh, in July, the Constellations. We've got markets up for the Rising Sun and the Blacks of Fate. Firstly, the Rising Sun. Leap to Fame, who's set to talk, uh, trial on Tuesday. We'll talk about him in just a moment. He's 250 favourite for the Rising Sun. Akuta Merlin, $5. And then you've got the Lost Storm, 7 Can't find a better man. He's a son of a gun, Major Delight. They're all at $11. Have you had a look at that market? Is there anything that sort of catches your eye for some early value? I've had a brief look, Chris. Probably the runner I've got some time for at the price um, is the Lost Storm. He's a highly talented three-year-old. He's probably the one runner you know if he's in the race he's going to draw a great barrier. And I think he'd run top four from a barrier one or two without a doubt. Okay, and then we look at the Blacks of Fake, and we've got four equal favourites. Akuta copy that, Honolulu Bay Leap to Fame, all at six fifty, and then there's a heap of them there at $9. Better Zip at a Bondi Lockdown, Hot and Treacherous, Self Assured, South Coast Arden, Spirit of St. Louis. What about the Blacks of Fake market? Anything jumping off the page there? No, Chris, I think that all looks about right. Um, it is a pre-nom market, so you can, you know, you'll obtain a refund if your horse doesn't nominate for the race. So, yeah, I think the market looks even and fair, and if you like any particular runner, away you go. Okay. Are you looking forward to seeing a Cooter step out tonight over in New Zealand? Yeah, he's one to keep a close eye on. Um, a young horse that's already raced against uh, the open class. So if he and Copy That both lobbed for our Tab Constellations Carnival, it's going to be perhaps the best yet. He's an interesting horse, Darren, a Cooter in many ways. Like, he resumes tonight in the Founders Cup race seven, but he beat up on Republican Party last time out in the New Zealand derby. He didn't fire a shot, really, during that Sydney campaign. So does that just dent his reputation a little bit, Akuta, or does he still hold that uh, mantle as the, the, the most exciting pacer in New Zealand? I think we can say he's probably the most exciting pacer, purely off the fact that we haven't seen him in Australia yet, Chris. So... Um, like you say, he beat up on Republican Party. Republican Party came over here and didn't really fire. So I think I think we can say, he's, you know, 
he is the most exciting and the fact that uh, Mark Purden held him back, didn't want to come to the um, to the Queensland winter last year. They've, they've held him back all the way along. So we might really see him really have a strong season this year as a four-year-old and really step it up. So I, I'm, I'm really keen to see what he can do this afternoon and, and how that race plays out. Mm. The Brisbane winner sort of at this point sort of looks like it might fit into his sort of schedule moving forward. He's got a number of races coming up. I think he's got this race tonight. I think there's another one in Auckland. And then he's got that race, the slot race down at Cambridge. So after that, I'm not sure what they're looking at. So maybe maybe Queensland fits in. It'll be interesting to see if he does make make his way to Brisbane for our carnival where he will meet Leap to Fame. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, and would really set it up nicely after we, you know, we were discussing them last year when they were both three-year-olds and it didn't didn't really eventuate. We got to see Leap to Fame in the Rising Sun, but uh, Ladies in Red was too good there on that occasion. But, um, you know, looking forward to how it transpires this year and gee, to really help the, the, the carnival, the Queensland carnival at the moment, to, uh, to get that firepower if we could uh, lock him in. Now, Leap to Fame trials on Tuesday at this stage. Uh, I'll throw it out there, whoever jumps in first, uh, by all means. But it, it's a highly anticipated trial. I think there's going to be a few eyes south of the border tuning in to watch this horse uh, strut his stuff in the, uh, the trial on Tuesday. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think um, there'll be certainly a few just um, eyeing it off. I guess the, the big thing for, um, for Leap to Fame is Grant and their horses never really show too much too early on in their campaigns either so um, you'd expect it's just going to be a probably a, a nice steady build-up for him okay as it stands right now the tab eureka captain ravishing catch a wave leap to fame all at three dollars fifty are you surprised by that Ryan? uh yeah they all look a bit skinny don't they chris considering uh it's take your pick hmm I just thought there might have been a favourite at this point as well, rather than just having them grouped together. Uh, who knows, mate? There's a lot of water to go into the bridge. Um, Tab are just being conservative there, and uh, let's wait till closer to race time. Yeah, absolutely. That race still a fair way off. September 2 is the Tab Eureka, the big slot race in Sydney over the, uh, the middle distance journey down there. So we look forward to that. As I mentioned, we've got harness racing tonight at Albion Park. So this is our Metro meeting. Uh, Ten races starting at 5.25. And I want to go through a few of these races one by one with you guys. And the tab markets are up as well. So looking at this first race, I'm intrigued by this race because uh, this mare is absolutely flying. Uptown Beach Girl, 2.30 with tab currently. Favourite over Scarlet Bay, uh, over Lyrical Genius, 4.60. Scarlet Bay, $5. So extra, 6.50. And Targaryen, a winner last week, 9.50. Uh, Ryan, she's come back an absolute beast at this point, uh, Uptown Beach Girl. She went to the paddock last year, a Group 3 winner, two runs back this prep. She's won both, and she's looked awesome. Yeah, never gone better, uh, Uptown Beach Girl. She's been uber impressive, both those victories uh, back from a spell. Um, it's interesting to see the avalanche of support for Lyrical Genius drawn inside back row on the back of the stablemate Scarlet Babe. So maybe that's uh, the best lead yet for the mile. Maybe Scarlet Babe's uh, holding up and Uptown Beach Girl will be parking out here. So, yeah, not a race I can get too enthused about. 
Okay, so two thirty currently with Uptown and Beach Girl. Uh, were you thinking that was a fair price, or was that overs or unders? I think it's perhaps a fair price, Chris, if she was going to scoot straight to the front. But if that's not the case, then yeah, not for me. Yeah, it's a very strong move for Lyrical Genius here, Darren. Open fourteen dollars now, trading at four sixty. So. Uh, as Ryan alluded to there, it looks like the one's probably likely to hold the lead and Uptown Beach Girl may have to park outside it. She's, she, she needs to lift Scarlet Babe. She's been ordinary this campaign so far. Yeah, sure has. And um, off, you know, what she's done there, I guess you've got to make full use of the gate. But, geez, I'm, I'm not sure that I'll be wanting to, um, to fire out and, and take that chance the way Uptown Beach Girl's going. Um, you know, there's every chance she gets crushed into the ground there as well. And really interesting comments from Donny Smith when you spoke to him about, you know, the the regard he holds this mare in. So, mm. um, and that she's not even anywhere near fit yet. So that that's amazing sort of um, setup. But um, there's plenty of speed there on that front line should it sort of um, really get going early. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure about that that price for. Lyrical genius that's just sort of got me a little bit confused and um, another new driver for for Scarlet Babe tonight as well with Leonard Kane taking the steer for the first time behind the mare. Okay well that's an interesting race and there's a good market move there for Lyrical Genius number eight in the opening race. What about race two guys Uh, this is a good money race a a quality race and the favourite is the high commander who's in very consistent form he's 290 uh, Alja Revelry, the stable mate, four dollars. We've got four sixty class to the max. Uh, Hipstar, he's at four eighty. He's found good support. Geldof, eight dollars, and then we're going out to longer odds. So, Ryan, any early thoughts on race two tonight? Chris, I was keen on the chances of number six, Alta Revelry. I think they found the key to this horse by driving him cold early and coming with one run. Um, he's yet to win over the middle trip. But I think driven cold, he that will be no problem. Looks to be a race with good tempo. I expect the high commander to run the gate and Geldof will make a play for the front as well. Um, yeah, for me, it's ultra revelry. And if Hipstar gets any luck, he can certainly be in the finish as well. Okay, ultra revelry uh, originally opened 8.50, then 3.90. He's now trading at $4. How do you see race two, Darren? Yeah, I think the high commander goes to the front, like Ryan said, and I, I think he can go all the way. Um, he's been super consistent just um, last week there. He really set that race alive down the back stretch. At, um, he was he was collared in again by Dazzle Me. Um, he was beaten about two metres on that occasion. He ran good time, but that, that speed he put on down the back straight was uh, was pretty impressive. Just couldn't see it out. I think tonight over the 2100 gets to the front and I think he can see it out. So uh, I'm with him. Um, the other one that you, you said there, Alder Reveries firmed up from his $8. Hip Stars also, he opened around about the $8 mark as well. So he's come in as well. But um, yeah, I, I think the high commander can take them all the way. Okay. Um, I did speak with both Nathan Dawson and Grant Dixon for weekend winners. You'll be able to see that on the harness.org website. Interesting comments uh, for a number of runners. They've got uh, big numbers, both Nathan and Grant, uh, at this meeting tonight. But some interesting comments. Grant there with class for the max, and uh, Nathan in particular with Uptown Beach Girl there in that first race. So if you can, check that out. If you're doing the form for tonight's meeting, race three. This is going to be a good race. I think they'll go to a good clip here as well. It's over the mile. And the favourite is Dazzle Me, 230. 
Heaven and Loxley, 290. So they're the main two. Swayze meeting with support, 460. He's on the third line of betting. And then we're looking at 854 Uncle Chan. So looks like there might be some early tempo here. Ryan, how did you see it? Yeah, Chris, I think that's probably the only guarantee of this race is that it will be hot early. I think Uncle Chan does have the speed to cross the runners inside him if Nathan Dawson lights him up. Um, and then, yeah, it just depends on how fast that first half is as to what will happen with the result. Um, one horse that I've got a lot of time for is better than a rocket. He's drawn poorly, but he will get back. If they overcook it and he keeps drifting in price, he um, might be one of huge value. Mm. He, he's better suited at a mile. He's, he's a mile and not a, a middle distance horse. So even though he's got that wide draw, this is his favourite trip. So if they go hard early, he's capable of hitting the line strongly. Yeah, he sure is. He's got that devastating turn of foot and he definitely seems best suited at the mile. Okay, Darren, there looks like there's going to be some early pressure here. Uncle Chan, he's met with support, $19 originally. He's now eight fifty. Dazzle Me's got gauge speed. Heaven and Loxley's a front-end horse. Kanye Crusader, a front-end horse. And I think Delta 3 might be poking forward as well. So I think that first quarter is going to be swift. Yeah, it certainly sets up that way. And I, the way I sort of saw it panning out is I thought Dazzle Me, like he's quick off himself. So I thought he'd just poke through and um, he basically gets the call then on, on who he wants to let go to the front, if anyone, if, um, you know, if, he, if it does happen to be... A little bit easier than expected. He could certainly hold up, but I thought Heaven and Loxley just continues to force the issue. He's the one that gets to the front. He's been really good. His last couple won that Redcliffe um, final. The, those 70 heat finals are really strong at the moment, and he was able to, to sweep that win, both the heat and then the final at Redcliffe. Good front runner, as you said. So I thought this was a great race to, um, to play some exotics with sort of one and two. Uh, anchored out there in front of us. I thought Heaven in Loxley leads Dazzle Me on his back and, and they could run 1-2 and then work around the fence players there. Uh, Swayze, um, Kenya Crusader and Uncle Chan from the running line were probably the ones and I thought that was the way to play yeah, that yeah. race. All right. Well, they've both been easy, the uh, the 1-2 and two there. Dazzle Me, 230 out from 215. Heaven in Loxley, 290 out from 260. They're they're still at the, at the top of the board as far as betting, but they're both just a little easy. So that should be a, a good race there, race number three. Let's focus on the Jim McNeil Trotting Championships heat now. They're races four and six. Not easy as well when you're sort of looking at the form for these two heats tonight. We've got another round of heats next week, the final in two weeks' time. So race four, heat one, current favourite, right down the bottom gunning at $2.80. Uh, others that are right in the mis uh, in the market here, we've got Hammerson five fifty, Jackawatch at six dollars, Zealous Spurs six dollars, and then we're going out to nine fifty for every second count. So interesting horse here, Ryan Gunning. He comes up from Victoria, uh, first local start. He's had a few trials. What did you make of heat number one? Uh, pretty difficult to sort out, Chris. Stand start twenty one hundred. Gunning certainly brings some solid forward line, form lines from Victoria. He looks like he'd be right in the mix. But as we know, you only have to uh, be slow away at the start here and it's curtains. So the one I found at a little bit of a price, I thought every second counts with coming off the front. He could be one if he stepped away uh, and raced handy. He might be in the finish. Okay, went up $23 every second counts, currently at $9.50. Uh, Darren Gunning. Is twice Group Three plays. What have you made of the trials so far here locally? 
Yeah, I think the second trial was fair. That was behind Car Manor, who we also see go around in this series. He'll be in the second heat tonight. Um, I find it interesting, he hasn't raced since sort of early to mid-January, and then that second trial that he's had since arriving in Queensland was back on the 21st of February, so um, he's effectively pretty well fresh coming into this, so, um, you know, whether they're just keeping him on that fresher side with the heat, the two heats through to the, to the 2600 final, so off the 20 metres... Um, you know he's going to be need to be at his best, like Ryan said. If you uh, if you miss away, it can it can be curtains over the 2100. But he's got the right form. It's behind horses like Central Otago and Chinese Whisper, so um, he's thereabouts. I thought I've, I thought Hammer Sun off the front line probably um, gets his opportunity. He hasn't had a front line tape um, of recent times, if at all, in Queensland. I'm not sure. He's, he always seems to be off a handicap against the, probably the easier assessed trotters. That's, that's the, the big caveat there, whether he can step it up against the stronger ones. So, um, I'm certainly throwing him in and I thought as a place proposition, Hammerson, you're getting, um, yours for theirs for a place. So I thought he gets away safely, gets up near the front. That's probably the way that I would play it. I think Matatoki is a horse that could certainly improve. Forget his last start. That was in a, um, against the paces and I think off 20 metres where he's a horse that's been tackling the stronger class as well so um, quite a few in this fresh up too so that's a, an interesting way to look at it Zealous Spur on the commando uh, both fresh as well so we'll see how we go but I think Hammerson the place is the way that I'll be looking at that race Okay, well, the Dixon stable have certainly got strong representation there and they're all fresh as well so it makes it... Uh Difficult to, to line them up. Bam first up. Zealous Spur first up. I'm the commando. First up, no trial. The other pair have trialed. Bam and Zealous Spur. I'm the commando. Hasn't trialed. So not an easy race to assess that first heat of the Jim McNeil. Uh, the second heat, which is race number six, looking at the market here. Uh, current favourite, Riley Moment 340. Uh, we've got $5 for both uh, Hapney Bridge and Naughty Naughty. 550 car manor. Then we're going to 9.50 regal appointment. So, again, it's not an easy race to assess here. Right, out of the two heats, which do you think's the stronger of the two heats? Um, perhaps the total quality of the horses in the second heat is just a smidge stronger. But in saying that, it doesn't make it any easier to sort out, that's for sure. Okay, any thoughts here on this heat? Uh, no, mate, no leans here at all. I think perhaps there's easier <laughs> on the weekend to uh, have a bet into. Okay, Darren, help us out here. What what can you steer us into for the uh, the second heat here tonight for the Trotters? Yeah, well, I'm the other way. I'm really keen on Riley Moman in this heat. She comes out of um, mobile racing. All her best form is from the, from the tapes. She gets the 20 metres here, but you go back in, in her... Um, her form the last two mobile races have been against the free-for-all trotters she steps back to the restricted up to 70 class here um, she gets the 20 meters sure that's a, a bit of a concern but um, she was runner-up three runs back similar conditions just grabbed or she sat in the trail then and just fell marginally short I think it was only a short half head behind Jack a watch on that occasion um, you look at this field here you look at her probably main dangers you got Carl Manor who um, it's flipped the coin whether he actually gets away from the tapes or not um, Naughty Naughty fresh up off 20 metres his recent form probably better suited off the tapes um, and you got Hapney Bridge down on Alley 1 
uh, it's still a maiden, so that's a big ask for a maiden to be stepping up into this sort of grade. So I think Riley Moment from the 20 um, looks really good, really good play in this race. Okay, it's met with support as well with Tab. 4.40 into 3.40. Uh, Regal appointments found some support. Uh, 14 out to 15, now 9.50. He's an interesting horse to assess here, Darren, because at his best, he's probably probably one of the best trotters in this field. So if he's anywhere near the mark, um, he could easily show up here. Yeah, certainly could. And another one from the Dixon Stable that's fresh coming into this series. He actually won this series last year. Um, um, when it was, we had to, we had the two heats and then a, a layoff through to the final because of the flooding. So um, he came out and won that. So we haven't seen him for quite some time. His last appearance was back in June. So um, he's had one trial. Um, it was probably a little bit. Uh, it was, uh, I guess, a, a fair enough trial from a horse coming back from a long break. He was off 30 metres. Zealous Spur trialled reasonably well in that, uh, out of that same trial. So, yeah, I think first up, he's probably not going to be showing his best, and you'd you'd be expecting him to probably strengthen as he goes through this series. He'd probably enough points to get through, and uh, and see what he's got in the final. Have you got a leaning which is the stronger of the two heats tonight? Heat one or heat two? I thought overall, in terms of um, of evenness, the first heat was probably more even, and I thought the the second heat probably had the had the stronger horses. But I just think that the way it's fallen, they're just sort of um, you know, you, like I said, Carmana, you don't know what he's going to do from the start. At his best, he's right up there, naughty, naughty, the same. And um, you know, even a horse like Hello Jolene, Jolene, like she's got ability, but obviously when she brings that to the track the manners don't seem to match the ability so um you know i i thought probably that that second one the stronger horse flesh the first one more even it was interesting asking grant Dix about hello jolene jolene yesterday on that weekend winners segment i asked him about that mare and uh, i said is she frustrating he said oh it's beyond frustrating i said is she a thinker the way she goes about it. He said, I haven't got a trotter that can work like her. When she's on song, she's unbelievable. And I said, so she's a thinker. He said, she's an overthinker. So I thought that was a, a fair assessment for that mare because um, when she uh, when she trots, she's she's very good. But when she doesn't, oh, it's mind-blowing. Uh, let, let's focus on race five. This is the first leg of the quarter, so steer our listeners into a winner here. Top two in the betting, Mac Daddy 260. He's found good support. And he said, she said, as a result, goes the other way out to 390. So Mac Daddy, current favourite, the other one in the market here, Lord of Misrule, $5. And the General's also given a chance at 650. Are they the major players, Ryan, here in this first leg of the quarter? Um, Chris, I was with Mac Daddy last week, uh, and I was actually quite disappointed in the horse's performance. I think its best is excellent, though, and it certainly is uh, a leading chance in the race. I've come up with. Uh, number eight, the general. I think he's a really nice each-way play, drawn inside back row. I expect he said, she said to be the leader here. And over the middle trip, I can just see the general getting every possible chance um, to stalk in the run and then use the sprint lane. So that's the one for me. Okay, eight into five fifty now, six fifty. The general. How do you see it, Darren? Yeah, I, I think mapping-wise, that's uh, that's where it's sort of plays out. I agree with Ryan. I didn't think uh, Mac Daddy was, was really all that good last week, but he gets a week to turn it around. And Donnie Smith, uh, he's got his horses firing, that's for sure. Um, 
I've got Lord and Misrule on top purely off the fact if they do try to get across with Mac Daddy, he said, she said, kicks up, sort of provide a bit of speed. And I've liked what Lord of Misrule has done. He probably does need to, to take another step here, but just playing off the fact that um, 2100 and if they do um, just sort of cut at each other and go a bit silly, well, then he's the one to, to power over the top. But... Um, yeah, I've got this round about the same numbers. I've got them marked 11, 1, 3 and 8. So thereabouts, those same four runners, really. OK, we've uh, looked at race six. That's heat two of the trot. Race seven, American Outlaw. He's 135 in from 160. Is he a lock? Uh, I think so. It could be just a case of times and margins, I think. Ryan? Yeah, I think so, Chris. He looks perhaps the likely leader and will take no end of stopping. Um, I thought if Paravani had any luck in running, he certainly can finish on the podium, though. OK. And the uh, the last leg of the quaddy race, hey? the favourite here is our Princess Kennedy, and she's met with support. 290 in from 350. Uh, Jasper, 440. $5 better romance. Uh, down the bottom, Gwyneth P's right in the mix as well. 350. So she's actually on the second line of the betting. So they're the main four. How did you see this one, Ryan? Uh, Chris, I was with Gwyneth P last week. She got the money. I'm going to stick fat here again. There looks to be some good early speed. I think Jasper and our Princess Kennedy will push out hard looking for control. Um, she can come with one run over the mile. She looks to be on a bit of an upward curve. So, yeah, Gwyneth P for me. Okay, and Darren? Yeah, I'm really keen on uh, Princess Kennedy in this race. I thought she could get across to the front and from there be mighty hard to hold off. Um, she was really good at Redcliffe, two back from uh, gate five, just continued to force the issue and then just pulled clear for an 18-metre victory. Um, she was off the second line last week, just sort of running up behind them. So I thought she gets to the front and uh, from there, take them all the way. Right, oh, well, they're the, uh, the quaddy races tonight for Albion Park. What is your best bet tonight, Darren? It is uh, Princess Kennedy, our Princess Kennedy. Like I said, I, I think she's going really well. Her first Queensland trip was, was unlucky and then bounced back with that win. So And then sort of not much luck. Last week makes her own luck tonight and gets to the front. Hopefully can take them all the way. OK, race eight, number three, 290 with Tab. Ryan, what's your best at Albion Park tonight? Uh, Chris, uh, let's stick with the general in race five each way. I'm pretty keen he shouldn't miss a place. Okay, race five, number eight, the general, currently 6.50, the place. Uh, the dashboard, is that available, Darren, this uh, this morning? Yeah, it's all up there, and um, it's got that um, best bet there of our Princess Kennedy. Um, bit of other information there. Um, like I mentioned earlier, best trifecta or best exotic looked in race three, Dazzle Me, and uh, Heaven in Loxley there in the, the top two, and... Driver to follow tonight, leader Peter. Um, I'm not sure when he, he's got another little holiday he needs to take, but I um, thought he could go out with a, with a bang tonight. He's got the high commander, Riley Moment, American Outlaw, who have uh, three horses that I all think get the job done, and picks up a drive on Leander in race nine, which uh, could be a, a good chance there. And it's Mr Clooney in race one. He's flying that horse. Yep, absolutely. So that's all in front of us tonight, Albion Park. We kick off at 5.25. Uh, Ryan, Menangle tomorrow night, seven races, so it's a really small program. Everyone's left town. Is there a good thing or two down there tomorrow night in Sydney? Yeah, Chris, like a couple in Sydney, race three, number 10, Loyalist, 
Joe Cunley trained, Seton Grimmer will be taking the drive. This uh, horse has gone to a new level. He, without a shadow of a doubt, I think he probably should have won last week and knocked over Better Zip It. Um, he just had a little bit of a checkered passage at the top of the straight. This horse has gone to a new level, I think. Currently 360 with Tab over the 2300. He'll get back, come with one run and prove hard to hold out. And finally, in race six, uh, Unfazed gets back to a Div 2 of an 80 race. This horse is a bit of a rocks or diamonds type of customer. But if he brings his best, I don't think they can beat him. And he's currently 225. Okay, 225. The uh, the main free-for-all race there tomorrow night is the uh, the Jay Binskin free-for-all race five. The favourite is Huli Nien, 340. Any thoughts on that free-for-all race there tomorrow night? Um, I thought the price that Pete said so went up, Chris, was a little bit um, longish. They went up $21, I believe. Um I think the Ultra Orlando will blast out and cross all those underneath him. And if Pete said so was to push out as hard as he can, there is a chance he might run to the front. So at a sort of double each way quote, he's not the worst. Okay. $23 he went up. He's now trading at nine fifty. So a bit of a push there. You're a fan of him, aren't you, Darren? Pete said so. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, he's, got, he's gone really good and... I just just missed out in that Newcastle Cup where I was super keen on him, and then he's performed well enough through the through the Carnival of Miracles to date. So gets that wide gate, but uh, yeah, certainly he, uh, he's in with a shot. That's for sure. All right, well that's Man Angle tomorrow night, and they've got a, uh, a feature trot race coming through from Melton tomorrow night as well. So that's well worth checking out.